0: the rest. Now here's the best. Stay tuned sports podcast. And hello there all you stay tuners. Welcome back to another episode of Stay Tuned Sports. It's your good friend Jimbo here kicking off the show with um, quite a few um, topics I want to touch on. Um, Watched the Flyers game last night and Carter Hart just Not having a good year so far. I want to touch on that a little bit. And keeping with the Philadelphia sports stories, Jalen Hurts being pretty much named the starter for next year, um, as well as some USC talk. And we're going to touch on the Dak Prescott um, contract deal that the Cowboys did. But before we do that, make sure you head over to staytunesports.net. Click the... the, All the social medias are on the right-hand side there. Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. You know, click to to follow, subscribe. Do all that stuff. That way you can get all the updates um, when the shows come out. As well as any new merchandise that we uh, are creating. Which... Also on the um, website there. Merch tabs up top there. Click it. Very easy to get to. And uh, much appreciate the, the support from all you guys. So... Last night, the Flyers played the Sabres. Really haven't been able to catch too many games this year. Um, Mostly been seeing highlights, uh, you know, because of work and everything like that, but um, Carter Hart just not having a good year. Um, Right now, you know, like last year, he was the phenom and all that stuff for the Flyers um, goaltending, and I think he was only averaging like, giving up like 2.8 or 2.9 goals a game and um had a uh, winning record this year he's actually i think i saw like five and six so far with he's given up almost four goals a game and the, the few games that i did catch um you know from start to finish a lot of the goals he's giving up are ones he was saving last year and you know it kind of begs the question is and our good friend King brought it up a couple weeks ago is the pressure getting to him um possibly you know but I think also and it was obvious last year in the playoffs I think our defense um defensive players aren't helping him either you know if you watch some of these games there's a lot of turnovers that we're we're giving up in our end And also, you know, in the offseason, we had Matt uh, Niskinson retire abruptly. You know, we were hoping to get him back to to pair up with Provorov again, which was a very good pairing last year. There was just inconsistency behind those two. I mean, right now, you know, the, the Flyers are still in good shape as far as playoffs and things like that, but if you're going to want to win a championship this year, you got to shore up that goaltending and the defensive pairs. You know, Brian Elliott, he's having a good year, but he's not an everyday starter anymore. We, we can't bank on getting two or three games a week out of him. Carter Hart's the one that, that's got to pull it together here. And I, I think how they can help him get some of that confidence back. Is like they, they got to pull a trade, they got to pull a trade to get a defensive player. And one name that I keep seeing as a possible um, uh, trade partner is with the Predators for their defensive player, Ekholm. You know, he's not going to be quite that Matt Niscusen that we had last year, but he'll be better than what we have right now. And if we could relieve some of the pressure on Hart, you know, with turnovers and and all the things that are going wrong for us back there, it'll help him out. Get some of that confidence back and, you know, help get those goals against numbers down. I mean, like right now, they're giving up, you know, 3.1 goals a game, which is like 11th 8th or 11th in the, the the league and I mean we're scoring you know uh, we're, we're getting about 3 to 4 goals a game which is you know again 12th or 13th um, in the league now compare that to like say Tampa Bay who's giving up like 2.5 goals a game and scoring 4 or 5 goals a game we gotta close that gap and I, I really think by trading for defense here Will help close that gap a little bit more. So this past week came out. Chris uh, Chris Mortensen was reporting that Jeffrey Laurie has instructed, <coughs> excuse me, instructed um, pretty much everybody in the Eagles organization that he wants the team to build around Jalen Hurts this year and not even to bring in a quarterback for competition. Told Howie Roseman, told the coach, told scouts, told everybody. Um, And what Mortensen said was, yes, Jalen Hurts is the guy. Jeffrey Lurie, the owner of the Eagles, has basically sent the message to his personnel department and his general manager that he wants to do everything he can to help Jalen Hurts be successful and not bring in somebody to compete for the job. Now, when I saw that, I, I, I got agitated again. You know, I thought this whole quarterback drama would have been done for me and everything like that, you know, with Wentz being traded to the Colts. But how can you say you want to build around now when you have no cap space, okay? You only got to see him play five, six games and pretty much was equal, if not a little bit less productive than Wentz. When you had went to the past two years that you could build around him, you, you had the cap space, and you chose not to. You chose to just run with the practice squad players. So how can you expect Jalen Hurts to do anything this year and be good? Because right now we're still probably about, you know, with all these moves and restructuring the contracts, we're still probably about $10 million over the cap. And I could only see us maybe getting down to five below or eight below the cap and you're not going to be able to get you know, Allen Robinson or Kenny Galladay from Detroit Um, maybe Hunter Henry but I mean, you know, he's not a playmaker or anything like that for as a tight end because Zach Ertz is on the way out which I'm surprised that trade hasn't happened this uh, yet this excuse me uh, yet this week um, the only thing I could think of of why they said let's let's roll with Jalen Hurts is because, and, and well, let me say it this way: so if you run with Jalen Hurts sitting at number six, you're going to get either Kyle Pitts, Chase from LSU, or Smith from Alabama. If it don't work out this year with uh, Jalen Hurts and you decide to draft a quarterback next year, you still have Miles Sanders, who's going to be 25, 26. Um, Pitts, Chase, or Smith, all going to be 23, 24 in that range. So if you bring a young quarterback in who's going to be you know, 20, 21 years old, you have a good young core there. Obviously, you have to have a, a new offensive line because Kelsey's coming back this year. This should be his last year. Um, Lane Johnson is going to be getting up there. Brandon Brooks, who is in trade talks, um, the last thing I saw was if they don't get a second day pick for him, they're just going to hold on to him. You know, so that offensive line is starting to get a little bit older. So you're going to have to build that lo- that line back up. But like I said if you have a new quarterback in there with sanders and one of those three playmakers you still have a young core so maybe that's why they're gonna keep hurts here and it's like a low risk high reward you know if 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 this pays off there's no risk to it and we'll be back to being competitive and if don't work out what did it cost us you know we still got our our playmaker at number six but it just really agitated me that, like, it's questioning even even more about Lori's decision making. You know, all this time we thought it was Howie Roseman, which probably was, with the whole Carson Wentz thing. And I mean, I, I would have loved to be a fly on on the wall in, in that Nova Care complex because, like I said, you had plenty of cap space past two years. It's just that this year, all their big contracts are finally catching up to them. room to sign playmakers or trade for big playmakers to help get Wentz those playoff wins and a Super Bowl and you chose to run out there with Greg Ward you know Boston Scott practice squad player um, Richard Rogers you know like all small guys and now with Jalen Hurts pretty much being the starter because, and again hopefully they're smart Eagles, Jeffrey Lurie, Howie Roseman and they don't come out and, and name him the starter before the draft because once you name him the starter then teams like the Denver Broncos that need quarterbacks will not trade above you, which will help bump those three playmakers down to you so hopefully they stick it out Don't say who's the starter. Don't even tell Jalen Hurts he's the starter. Make him keep working for it. But this team is still dysfunctional. The way they run things. And hopefully the draft won't be too bad for us. So this past week... Dak Prescott finally is going to the bank. Him and the Dallas Cowboys officially come to an agreement for a four-year, $160 million contract, including $126 million guaranteed. Now, even though it's a uh, four-year contract, basically it's a six-year contract with the last two years void it. I'm happy for the guy. I'm happy the Cowboys did this. Because now... They only have maybe a two or three year window to win a Super Bowl before this, these contracts start catching up. You, you just signed Prescott to the biggest quarterback deal. Ezekiel Elliott, at the time of his contract signing, was the biggest deal for them. Same with Mari Cooper. You know, you have all these big contracts. And by 2023, I believe I saw, is when some of these young guys' con- contracts are going to be up. That you're not gonna be able to afford because of Elliot Cooper and Prescott. Now, is Prescott worth the average of 42 million? No, he's not. Sorry. He's not a Patrick Mahomes. You know, um, I still would take Aaron Rodgers over him with that Green Bay te- team. You know, you put Aaron Rodgers on the Cowboys with Elliot and Cooper and some of those younger receivers. He probably would be putting up Mahomes' numbers, if not better. You know, you look at Green Bay right now, all they have is Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones, who is hitting free agency as of right now. Green Bay's not tagging them. Is, he, is Dak Prescott worth Carson Wentz-Jarrick numbers? I'd say yeah. You know the one thing he has going for him compared to Wentz is he's always healthy minus this, this freak leg you know broken leg incident that happened last year but and the, the other mind-blowing thing is he's making 75 million dollars in the first year 66 for signing and then the other 12 9 you know 9, 9 million or whatever it would be um For $75 million and does lower this year's cap hit from, I believe it was like 22 or 23 down to 15. But this is just a dumb move on the Cowboys again. You had the guy before the leg injury, you were off from 38, I believe it was. 35, 38, something like that. Prescott said no. Like, I can't do that. You, you know, I'd rather play on the, the, the franchise tag. Then he breaks his leg. Now, you, most teams would either give him that type of contract, but have it incentive-laden, or just flat-out give him a lower contract. Like, listen, you know, you had a nasty leg injury. Not sure if you're going to be back to full health. I mean, look at... um. Donald McNabb when he was with Philly. When he tore his ACL, came back. He was still okay. Still good, but he wasn't what he was beforehand. And now, you know, is it going to be in Dak's head about running around? Plus now, all the added pressure of having this contract. It was just a stupid move, once again by Jerry Jones. Offering this much money after he gets injured. Now, do I think the Cowboys can't make make that back by winning Super Bowl? I still don't think so. All right, honestly, I next year, next season with the NFC East, I think it's gonna come down to the Giants and Cowboys. But I think the Giants pull it out just because of the question marks with Prescott. You know, it's going to take a few games to get, you know, knock the rust off and just get over the fact that, you know, listen, it's football. I'm going to get hurt. Can't let that change my decision making. And the other thing with this contract, too, if you watch um, Prescott's numbers, he can be inconsistent. You know, one game he could throw for, you know, 4 450 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions, and the next game he could throw for 120 and three interceptions. At least again with Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, at least they, they're consistent. So they deserve that money. And and you know, one of the the memes that came out um after the Prescott deal was here's Tom Brady every year giving money back to the team and winning Super Bowls but yet all these other teams are giving huge contracts on top of past ones to one up each other and aren't winning anything so who's doing it wrong? and I think Jerry Jones and Dallas Cowboys did it wrong and got it wrong once again So this past week was UFC 259, um, Adonis A versus blackowitch and I wasn't able to tune in to watch it, but next day I saw there was some controversy, much like every UFC pay-per-view there is, and there was a disqualification in one of the championship matches which handed the belt to the challenger. excuse me so Peter Jan was fighting Alderman Sterling for um, for the 135 pound belt and Sterling was down two rounds to none according to the scorecard of the third round for the third round at the time of the incident had Sterling winning but Peter Jan was coming on and starting to take the third round away from Sterling. Well during the third round Sterling was, had a knee on the ground which is considered a down opponent and Peter Jan for whatever reason decided to knee Sterling in the head which brought the ref to, to pause the match and eventually calling a, a disqualification against the champ which handed the belt to Sterling now when this does happen typically the rule is i think it's like you get five minutes to you know get the cobwebs knocked out of your head um and if you want to go on you can go on but it's your choice if you don't want to go on or the doctor can come in and make the decision on his own so after the ref talks to the doctor a little bit they both decide that sterling probably could not you know go on any further definitely i mean if you watch the video you, you know i'm sure you can find it on twitter or facebook but if you watch i mean it was a clean shot right to the forehead and definitely definitely rocked sterling five minutes would not give him enough time to to, to regain his composure but the problem that the reason why i'm bringing this up is I, i'm I have issues with the people that are saying, "Oh, he should have went on. Oh, he should have been like um, Alex Leinhardt Smith against John Jones. Why should you know? Why should he go on if he's concussed? And he's not the one that did the illegal move. Peter Yan is a champ. He knows the rules. He knew he was down." Why even bother throwing it? Like Daniel White said, he was up two rounds to none. There was no need for him to 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 throw that. He was on the verge of even taking the third round back from Sterling to go up three-nothing. And this you know, UFC's been around now for twenty-five plus years, and this is the first time that a champion was disqualified and the belt changed hands due to a disqualification. But that's nor here nor there. The fact that we have people out there, fans, fighters, saying, oh, he should get a Golden Globe. Sterling should get a Golden Golden Globe for, for acting. All because, you know, afterwards pictures came out of him holding the belt and, and celebrating with his family. So it's wrong to celebrate with your family that you won a champ a championship, even though he said it doesn't fully feel like a championship. And it's also he's not ducking Peter Jan, He said that once he's fully healthy, they will do the the fight back. So it's not like you know if if he said no, I'm gonna fight you know Cody Combret or Shane O'Malley or you know someone else. Then I'd say, okay, you know, now now you're ducking Peter Yan. But a situation like this, you have to run it back. And Dana White already said that, you know, they're gonna They're gonna do that. They're gonna run it back. But I just can't believe how many people out there are like he's not the real champ, this and that. And even I saw people posting pictures of zoomed in where his knee was to the canvas, how it was like a half inch off the mat. Yeah, well, that's because the force of Peter Jan's knee hit him so hard, it it picked him up. Take a picture right before the knee, connect it, and if it was up, then Peter Jan has a good case to get this overturned if he wants to appeal it. But I'm sorry, his knee was down. The rules are the rules. The only other way, you know, you don't want championships to to change hands something like this for future reference make it a no contest so that way the champ retains his belt but the champ loses his purse for that fight because again Sterling did nothing wrong he had the knee down it wasn't like he was trying to trick him had the knee down on the canvas and it just Peter Jan was dumb and decide to throw an illegal knee. So no garage talk this week, um, but this is the last week of the season for the NSRA guys, the Simbox truck series and after watching last week i don't know if you guys tuned into the the race last week it was a hell of a race by everyone um they're going to chicagoland this weekend and mitchell adams pretty much has the championship wrapped up as long as he doesn't get all flat tires before the first lap starts basically um but there's still some good um position battles to figure out, you know, second, third, fourth place, all them there. So I would suggest you guys tune in uh, Friday night over on Three y TV at 9:30 to you know give it a watch. Like I said, I've enjoyed it all season long. You guys are, are very competitive from top to bottom, and I, I don't believe there was one bad race this year. And if you guys tune in. To watch it. I'm telling you guys when it's the, the Stay Tuned Sports Truck Series next season, it's going to be even better. They, they're they going to take a couple weeks off after this weekend and they will be coming back um, April 2nd kicking off the 2021 Stay Tuned Sports Truck Series. And Like I said, it's going to be fun. There's going to be giveaways throughout the season that we will be doing. But you got to tune in. FreeYTV on YouTube. I think that's going to be it for this week, though. Um, Head over to staytunedsports.net. All our social media accounts are on the right-hand side there. Make sure you click them. Subscribe, like, tweet out, retweet out. Do whatever you got to do to, to help show us support. So till next week, this is your good friend Jimbo, signing out.